0: The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get $100 in free bets. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T and claim your free bet today. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, August 10th, currently 513 on the East Coast, here to break down the Thursday schedule in MLB, including a very special game. The Field of Dreams game returns for a second year between the Reds and the Cubs. We'll get into details about that, and we'll recap Some uh, games that was of interest last night in the MLB, as well as uh, some news uh, near and dear to my co-host's heart for his respective baseball team. And if you guys didn't know already, uh, we'll get into that in a second. But like I said, joining me here is Noah Beenig. Noah, how you doing, my man? Doing pretty well, uh, Munaf.
1: Um, Honestly, today, very excited to cover this podcast because... Uh, the Field of Dreams is my favorite baseball movie. I don't it, it might be a hot take, it might not be, but uh for me personally it's just got a whole lot of uh just I, I guess uh classic references to old-time baseball that I just love. And uh Kevin Costner, one of my favorites also in um for for the love of the game, which was a Tigers movie, so I kind of loved him as a baseball actor also in uh Bold Durham. So Uh, field of dreams kind of just had it all for me growing up so love what they've done with this game and i'm excited to cover it i have some dfs action for it as well we'll we'll get to that a little bit
0: yes sir uh like uh noah mentioned uh, field of dreams games going off on thursday between the reds and the cubs so we'll get into details about that uh no i'm gonna save that game for last because i know you have some dfs stuff like you just mentioned and we'll go through that handicap last um so i'll skip over that game and we will save that for last but um yeah last night some uh great action yesterday in the mlb uh had a great day i had some parlays yesterday uh unfortunately my lock and dog didn't come through and i got so a couple bad beats on that i had the uh rangers were up for nothing and the astros hit a grand slam to tie it up and then they took the lead five to four in the fifth inning i believe and then um the astros got two in the top i'm uh, sorry bottom of the fifth to kind of blow it up in my face and then the Jays, were they were just frustrating last night. They had a 5-3 lead, and then the rain delay came, I said. As soon as I saw that, I knew that they were either going to cough that lead up and lose the game outright, and fortunately for me, I, I bet the live on the Orioles. Uh, but uh, a weird night for me, but uh, how, how did your night turn out last night, Noah?
1: I'll start off with the Blue Jays' comment. There's nothing like seeing your Twitter feed blow up with johnny g all caps <laughs> tweets like that's the best um because it makes me feel better about the whole t- tigers right now but um lock and dog yesterday now i'll start with the dog uh padres minus one and a half complete sweat all the way one yeah. into the extra innings manny machado moonshot the left field uh you know I I, kind of said that this was going to be the bounce-back game. I called the Giants to upset game one, had Padres game two. That one I was all over. I was also all over Rocky's upset that I didn't put as my dog. I I, I kind of drilled a few games right on the nail with the handicap. But the one game, or the one guy, I guess, I was all over Tommy Henry, and I had – like, I was texting people. Yeah. I had some of my, like, half of my paycheck on this game for Henry's K's. And yeah. it was set at four and a half. Dude goes out there, throws seven innings, three hits, three yeah. strikeouts. So, yeah. I mean, he dealt. It's just, it's, that's, a, that's a tough beat, I, th- I think. Cause, I mean, he had a great game and the handicap was there. So, I don't know. Uh, that one kind of stung. Cause otherwise it was a good day for me, but I still, I, personally, I came out negative. <laughs> <laughs> um uh just um I, I think there was a lot of news to talk about yesterday's
0: slates so I, I think there's a couple of games to get into a little bit deeper yeah last night i think the one game that i was listening to i was uh i was i was, I was in bed um you know i i saw the yankees and the mariners game was scoreless through nine innings and at a point, you thought that somebody was going to walk it off uh, at least by the 10th or 11th inning, but he got yep. all the way to the bottom of the 13th. And, you know, I actually had the under seven in that game uh, as a last leg of a parlay, and I was feeling great, I mean, through five, six, seven innings, but... You never know when it hits that extra innings mark. Noah, yeah, it's, it's like
1: it's like baseball is the only time that they don't call it overtime. But yeah. every,
0: every other game, it's not under time; it's overtime. That's the saying, you know. Yeah, and, and I was I was a little nervous that that I don't know in in a crazy way that that game would go over. But uh, fortunately for me, it ended up 1-0. Matt Earners walked it off in the bottom of the thirteenth uh, inning there uh, to get it done. But what we'll, what we'll kind of caught your eye yesterday? And I know we have some news to get to as well. But we'll, what was about yesterday that you kind of caught your eye?
1: Um, so, that Yankees Mariners game, like you mentioned, the two starting pitchers threw 147 fastballs. Yeah. How many
0: fastballs were under 95 miles an hour? Uh, it was Luis Castillo and Garrett, Cole. and Garrett Cole. Yeah. 147 fastballs. How many were under 95? 100- 95. 95. <laughs> 10. Zero wow yeah so
1: uh just flamethrowers on the mound all night and seattle was just bringing in guys that were throwing like 99 100 all all night um that play that brash made behind his back and then they got yes. the double play in the base runners the base There's running like,
0: was so bad there
1: was like five base running errors in that game by the yankees so yeah. they're the only ones they have the blame for that
0: game mm-hmm, i'm just yeah. gonna go out
1: to say that um so I wanted to mention that. Did you also see the Pittsburgh Pirates base runner that was running with his phone? Yes. I,
0: I, I tweeted out that he was uh, in fantasy football best ball drafts with Kramer last night. <laughs> <then. laughs> yeah, that was funny. See, so he, he was sliding into third base and then here the phone comes out of his back pocket and the and the umpire kind of get, like he was confused at like what kind of came out. He thought yeah. it was his phone, he kind of like points at it. And uh, the player picks it up, and he tries to hand it off to the third base coach. And the third base coach goes, Wait. he kind of, like, was confused or, like, kind of dazed as well. Was like, why are you trying to give me this right now? And it kind of seemed, like, shady just because yeah, of all I the mean, stuff has have- been going on. But, yeah, it was a cell phone that I guess he forgot to put in his locker, uh, Noah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I have to admit, like, as a bullpen guy, I, I check it sometimes during the game. Yeah. Just to, like, for me, when uh, when the fall games were going on, I'm I'm heavy in the college football and watching my Michigan Wolverines play. Not as much as the Detroit Lions, but yeah. on Saturdays, I was checking scores. That's what I was doing. <laughs> so, you know, it, it happens. I, I don't know how you forget to leave it in your pocket, but, uh, yeah, I, I I thought it was funny. Uh, he's drafted the best ball teams, you know. Yeah. Um but did you also touch about or talk about uh, Tim Anderson's injury yesterday? I know Chris uh, Sale was no, in the morning, didn't. but Anderson yeah. was in the afternoon. I think the White Sox are probably done.
0: Yeah, uh, the news came down four to six weeks for Tim Anderson. He's going to be uh, out, and that's probably—I mean, that's their table setter at the top of the lineup there, right? And when you lose a yeah. guy like that, I think that's that—that—that uh, that, that really hurts because you know you and I were talking about this on Tuesday that it's really a three-horse race. Uh, I mean, it's a tight race in that AL Central uh, between the – sorry, the uh, White Sox, the Guardians, and the Twins. And when you lose a like, guy like that for the um, for the White Sox, that, that, that's probably going to set him back here a little bit. So yeah, it might just turn into a two-horse race between the uh, Twins and the Guardians.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a career 300 hitter. So that's going to affect this already struggling lineup to have your best hitter for average out for an extended period of time here. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, obviously, the whole Chris Hill thing, former White Sox, fell off the bike. But you guys covered that on yesterday's podcast, probably. Um, the last thing that I had on my on my list from yesterday. Did you see
0: JJ Blade's family in the in the Marlins' Phillies? I game? I saw that. I don't know if it was on Twitter. Or I was watching my screen this morning. There's some uh, it, there was a graphic that came up something about his family, but I got a phone call in the middle of it. I didn't see what happened. You want to film? Yeah. Me so
1: he had it was kind of like a hometown game for him, uh, Philly against the Marlins, and i former Vanderbilt guy too. So like I I liked this guy for a little bit. It's a home run in the right field, and there's a bunch of Philly fans sitting in front of his family, and I I think they probably grew up Phillies fans. They're living in Philly. They're either Philly or some kind of New York import fans. They're flipping off the crowd and the fans in front of them. It was absolutely (laughs) hilarious. So uh, that clip was awesome. Um, The last thing I guess I'll mention is uh, address what the Rockies did to Miles Michaelis. And I kind of said it on the podcast, but that was a really, really bad podcast for my Wi-Fi. I'm hoping it's going to be better today. It hasn't given me any issues while handy handicapping these before recording here but uh the rockies curb stomped michaelis for 10 runs in the first like 2.2 innings yeah um and like like insano says sometimes um you know when we list your rays they sometimes get skewed this is a number one example of it i guess in my eyes he's a sinker pitcher i think yesterday i was so frazzled by my wi-fi i was saying he was a change-up pitcher um His number one pitch is a sinker, and he doesn't get that vertical downward movement um, in Coors Field. Uh, He gave up 10 runs. His uh, season ERA went from 292 to 350.
0: Yeah, that's that's rough. Yeah, yeah, I had the over in that game yesterday, and it it cashed fairly easily. (laughs) 11 and a half. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and, And we've talked about this a lot, is that, you know, the stats go out the window when you're going into Coors Field. Yeah. Right. And it's just because, it, again, because of the ballpark, the altitude and things like that. So, yeah. um, you know, it's it's just one of those things that last night, uh, Mikolas just was a victim of that last night. And and hopefully the Cardinals can bounce back here tonight. I know I think that total again opened up, at, I think, 11 and a half. Moved to 12, now it's at 12.5, so we might see more runs being scored here, at least in the Wednesday night game, uh, between the Cardinals and the Rockies. Uh, I I mean, stay tuned for that,
1: because I have more analysis on a Cardinals pitcher that may struggle again in Coors Field here. Um, uh, Two other things, my lock and dog, I think I'm in the clear here for Wednesday's slate. I locked the Mets' run line, minus 1.5 against the Reds, and then I had uh, the – uh, Nationals against the Cubs. Both huge letdown spots going in the Field of Dreams games, so I mm-hmm. figured that was uh, prime for the taking. So uh, 2-0 day on that for both. Well, Nationals. You had yeah, the Nationals today? Yeah,
0: the Nats. Oh, yeah, they, they lost 4-2. Oh, shit. Yeah they were up to nothing and then the cubs up. came back i think in the bottom of the 7th yeah i was watching this game okay. as well they put up four in that inning uh, a couple of uh um hits there by cubs runners and the bullpen kind of blew it up there for the nationals but Gray, again on the mound uh, or sorry on the road again had had a pretty stellar outing for Damn. the nationals but um yeah unfortunately that one uh didn't come into fruition um I was sweating out the oh, sorry the under seven and a half in the Brewers and Rays game. It was an official pick, but it was a personal play for me. Um, got a little sweaty there. I, uh, yeah. uh, Rowdy Talese tied it up in the bottom of the ninth. I was like, oh, here we go. Uh, extra innings, uh, uh, bummer. <laughs> but, again, uh, the defense for the Brewers really stepped up, and they walked it off in the bottom of the tenth. So 4-3 victory. So a good start to the day, at least for a baseball for me. But uh, one more That's set nice of news nice. to get to for you. Uh, with yeah. dealing with your team i'll let you take the road here bud
1: yeah i mean we've already talked 13 minutes about news and nobody cares about the tigers but they just fired al avila <laughs> their general manager yeah. so you know live in a villa loca today um for the last day ever <laughs> thank god yeah. i mean this guy has been the head of the helm for seven straight years and we've never had a winning season against him it was about time because you know torque as much as i think i like the guy I, um he has not panned out. Riley Green's hitting 220. Um, and then all of these pitchers are getting injured. And we were told over all, all the years that these guys are going to be the arms that we build our team around. Mm-hmm. And right now they're nowhere to be found. Casey Mize, Tommy John. Um, uh, geez, just so many injuries. There's like 15 starting pitchers this year that we've used. Uh, not to mention, um, uh, why is his name skipping my? brain right now but he threw no hitter yesterday turnbull or not yesterday last year turnbull he hasn't even made an appearance this year mm-hmm. matt manning just came back from injury tarek school's out with injury also elbow so who knows what's going to happen there um yeah it's just tough times so he, he had to go in my opinion you can't be consistently bad at your job and keep it in my opinion so uh yeah i think that was the right move and i'm ready to talk about
0: some thursday baseball Yeah, before we get into the Thursday Baseball, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, WinBet. Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is a perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, and I know you are because you're listening to this pod, you have to check out WinBet, their reduced juice in baseball games. Makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus of up to $1,000. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. The claim your free bet today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present. The state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Roster brought to you by Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can, get, you can also compare the different sign up codes and promotions from Sportsbook to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all the games you bet plus your betting activity. So all you got to do is go to oddstrader.com bluewire. That's oddstrader.com bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, now let's get into the Thursday schedule, short schedule on Thursday. We'll uh, try to get through this as quickly as possible. Uh, But uh, let's start it off with some afternoon action. A lot of afternoon games tomorrow. We only have two night games tomorrow. So uh, another day to get us through the – another day to get us through the games with some baseball during the day. So first game on the board, it's going to be the Miami Marlins in Philly to take on the Phillies. Uh, 12 – sorry, 105 Eastern start. Edward Cabrera on the mound for the Miami Marlins. Kyle Gibson's on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies. Looking at the opening lines for this game, the Phillies are a minus 165 favorite, plus 140 on the money line for the Miami Marlins over under a set. I'm sorry, eight. With Juice towards the over at minus 130. Run line minus one and a half plus one thirty for the Phillies. And the Miami Marlins run line plus one and a half minus one fifty. Noah, I'll let you leave this one off. Uh, Cabrera versus Gibson.
1: Yeah, the Marlins—they're two and eight in their last ten games, and the Phillies—they're on a six-game win streak. They're uh, they're five and one in their last six games at home against the Marlins, and the Marlins under has hit in seven straight games. So, trends out of the way. Let's talk about some of these pitchers. And for Miami, they have their young stud Edward Cabrera going here. It's his second game. After coming off the IL, he had one bad outing this year against the Astros where he gave up five runs in 4.2 innings pitched. But other than that, he has a 0.5 ERA in his three starts against the Cubs, Nationals, and Rockies. Now, I know those three games are not uh, very good teams, but that Rockies game actually was at Coors, and he didn't give up a run in six innings. So, uh, pitched very well uh, other than one Astros game this year. For Philly, Kyle Gibson's going. He's 7-4 and four this year. Has eleven quality starts, four thirty six ERA, eighty eight strikeouts, thirty two walks in one hundred and fifteen point two innings pitched. He has a home ERA of three sixty two. Philly is low key rolling right now and taking care of the uh, weak part of their schedule. Nine of their last ten wins are against the Pirates, Nationals, and Marlins. And I think we have to add this game too. So I'll take the Phillies on the money line. You know, I'm not as confident in the run line here, but. Uh, I think that's in play, too, uh, just because I'm not sure where the the total
0: is going to be here in this game or where they're going to be landing here. So Kyle Gibson this season is going to be a sports start already against the Miami Marlins. And, um, you know, his last two starts, which the most recent starts on the 15th of June and the 15th of July uh both stellar outings he only allowed one earned reach in both of those games one uh the one in June, he went eight innings and then six innings in uh, the july 15th matchup so you know he's familiar with this lineup um i agree with you i'll lean with the phillies here i do also do like the oh uh sorry the under in this game uh that number's trending towards eight and a half so it does if it does get to eight and a half i'll probably pull the trigger on the under you mentioned it, edward cabrera has been absolutely fantastic this season for him to go into Coors Field, not only not allow any runs, uh, Noah, but he only allowed one hit to the uh, Colorado Rockies in that game. And, you know, we we talk about the Houston Astros and how much do we really take away from, you know, pitcher stats from that where Houston is one of the best offenses in the league. Um, He did, like you mentioned, he gave up five and runs, but other than that, really solid. So I'm going to side with the under in this game under eight and a half if it does get there also do like the philly side in this game as well and in the comments on the first five do you agree with that first five, first five under, under. yeah yeah with these two pitchers 100 percent because you expect at least both of them to go at least uh, five innings in this game so um weather dependent because it is a day game hopefully there's no wind blowing out um but i can uh, yeah, check the wind yeah i agree with that um, yeah, you check that for me, and then I'll get over to the next game of the day. It's cool. going to be the Cleveland Guardians uh, in Detroit, I'm sorry, to take on the Tigers, a 110 Eastern start. Zach Plezak on the mound for the Cleveland Guardians, and Garrett Hill on the mound for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, the Cleveland Guardians are a minus 165 road favorite. Detroit Tigers home puppy, plus 140. Over under set at eight and a half with juice towards the under at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half, even money for the Guardians, and plus one and a half, minus one twenty for the uh Detroit Tigers. Uh Zach Pleasak has been uh okay this season for the um Guardians. The record really doesn't show it, but it is just two areas where he's really getting in trouble to a number one it's on the road. I mean, and it's a yeah. glaring fact. He's one in seven on the road with a 5.31 ERA, 35 earned runs allowed, in, 59 and one third innings pitched. The wins are just, they're just not there for him. But against AL Central opponents, he's one in three with a 2.63 ERA. So, um, and I actually looked this up that he has really good numbers against the Tigers as he well. Does. Four and two with a 2.25 ERA. And this goes all the way back to 2019. If I filter this down to since 2021 still good two and two with a 3.15 era but no he's just not getting the run support from uh the cleveland guardians in his starts um let me get to garrett hill here uh he's been really good as well lovers um against at least against the guardians i know he has a two and three record with a 5.12 era uh the walks are the one issue for garrett hill um over his last five games one and three with a 5.96 era he faced the uh, the Blue Jays, the Padres, the A's, and the White Sox, where he w- did give up some runs. In his last start, he had a great outing against the Tampa Bay Rays where he went five and two-thirds innings and only allowed one earned run. I uh, want to see if he has faced the Guardians uh, this season, and he has back on July 4th. Six-innings pitch, only allowed two hits, one earned run to the Cleveland Guardians. Um, you know, as bad as form as these two pitchers have been in, I think the the hor the, the historical numbers and the familiarity, at least with the within being within your own division, I think that's kind of what's differentiating it for me. Um if this number, if I see a four or four and a half for the first five, I may go with the over. But I'm gonna lean here with the i should go with the home puppy here. Give me the tigers. Um in the first five. I think the the bullpen probably blows it up for them, but Um, Another thing I do want to look out for this game now, and I get your more input because this guy is your pitcher, probably a walks prop for Garrett Hill because he's prone to giving up a lot of walks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's uh, like his first or second start. He was very in control. And then Mm. lately, I don't know what's going on, but he's had like at least two walks and like four or five straight starts. I don't have his stats in front of me. Five straight. Five straight. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think last game it was set at two and a half against the Rays when he pitched and he walked three guys. Yeah. Uh, I believe that's the case. So, mm-hmm. still, even when they set that line higher, uh, he hit it. And this Cleveland Guardians team is uh, very good, very patient at the plate. So, I kind of like that walks prop actually. But where I was going to be landing here for this game, um, honestly, is you know, I, I think that runs get scored early. In okay. this game against the two starters, but honestly, throughout the whole game, I'm not sure if there's a lot of runs if that makes any sense. So I might first be five first, over. Yeah, I might be first five over full game under. That's kind of like where my thought is. Um, I just uh, the Tigers bullpen is pretty good. And Cleveland's it's it's middle of the road, middle of the pack in the MLB this year, I believe. So that's kind of where I'm going to land. Not really confident betting on my team right now. This could be very well. Uh, I don't know. Just a a nice little run here of momentum for the Tigers after firing Avila you could look at it that way I know they play a game technically today on Wednesday and that would typically be the spot where they win but who knows maybe it carries on Uh, I'm just rambling on a game that pretty much means nothing tomorrow so
0: yeah I mean as far as bullpen numbers like you mentioned uh, but Detroit is top five actually in team ERA uh, and Cleveland is I think they're also top 10 they're at number nine in uh, bullpen ERA so I think uh, even Captain Sona mentioned this in the Chat that first five over might be a play uh, between these two teams. Um, I know they, both of these pitchers have kind of been reeling over the past five games. I honestly think it's like a 4 2 game, what like
1: 3 2 after five, 4 2 final in Cleveland's favor. But you have the Tigers as a dog. If the Tigers are going to win, it's probably going to be a low scoring game. Yeah. View. Uh,
0: did you have that weather report
1: for the Phillies? Yeah, six miles an hour out to right field. So it's out. not too effective, but it's still blowing out a little yeah. bit. So, okay.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to the next game on the board. It's going to be a 2:10 Eastern start of the AL Central matchup as well. Chicago White Sox in Kansas City to take on the Royals. Uh, Dylan Cease on the mound for the Chicago White Sox. and Zach Grinke on the mound for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, the Chicago White Sox are a minus 180 favorite in this game in the Kansas City Royals. Plus 155 on the money line. Over-under set at 8.5 with juice towards the under at minus 120 run line both ways minus 110 uh on plus one and a half and minus one and a half for their respective teams um i'll start with dylan sees here and he has been absolutely just brilliant over his last uh, we can even go back further i mean over his last five games he has a era of 0.59 he's only allowed two earned runs and close to 31 innings pitched over his last five games. I uh, did face the Royals this season um, twice already uh, close to 12 innings pitched, only allowed two earned runs in that span on the road this season, seven and one with a 1.33 ERA. Um, and against the Royals in his career, he is uh, let's see here, four and two. With a 2.69 ERA, 70 strikeouts in 11 appearances. I'm going to filter this down to 2021 because there's more recent uh, information there. Those numbers get even better. Two and one with a 1.85 ERA. He's struck out at least nine batters against our, um, struck out at least nine Royals batters in his last four starts against this team. Um, Two starts this season, he's had at least nine strikeouts. I don't want to get in front of the Dylan Cease train right now. Something similar to the Justin Verlander train, like with the Astros. I think these are the by far the two best pitchers right now in the American League. He has great history against the uh, Royals as well. Zach Greinke, he's been great at home for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, on the season, he's 3-7 and seven with a 4.58 ERA. At home this season, 3-2 and two with a 2.23 ERA. His last start was against Boston, where he did give up some runs, four earned runs. In four and two-thirds innings pitched. I really like the under in this game between these two guys, under eight and a half. Dylan Cease, like I mentioned, he's not giving up many runs. I also like the Chicago White Sox first five run line in this game. So I'm all in on Dylan Cease here, uh, but also do like the first five. Sorry, first five run line is at minus 130 for the uh, Chicago White Sox and full game under eight and a half for me in this game. Noah, what do you got?
1: You know, at the beginning of the podcast, we were talking about this White Sox lineup, and I even said, I think they're done. Um, This price, there's no way in the world I can lay it on the White Sox money line for a full game. Um, So immediately to me, the Royals' money line is enticing. Plus 164 is what I saw like an hour ago when I was handicapping these games. Granky pitches better at home. There's seven miles an hour in from right field wind. So love, love, love the under, and if it's a low-scoring game, I like this feisty Royals lineup. I really do. I've been on them like a couple of times in the last week or well, a week or two, and they've treated me pretty well. So, uh, I, I think I'm on the other side where it comes to the game here. Um, even kind of even in the first five too. I, I think I think uh, that price tag is really just because of Cease. So I think there's some value on Kansas City if they can kind of just weather the storm in the first six or seven innings and then
0: uh, get into that white sex bullpen. All right. Uh, Let's get to the next game on the board. It's going to be the Texas Rangers in Houston to take on the Astros at two ten Eastern start Cole, uh, Cole Reagan's on the mound for the Texas Rangers and Framber Valdez on the mound for the uh, Houston Astros looking at the lines for this game. Astros are, let's see, uh, close to a three dollar favorite, minus two ninety five on the money line for the Houston Astros, plus two forty five for the Texas Rangers. Over under set at eight with juice towards the over at minus one twenty. Run line minus one and a half, minus one thirty five for the Houston Astros and plus one and a half, plus one fifteen for the Texas Rangers. Uh, I'll start with Framber Valdez here for the Houston Astros. Um, he's having a pretty good season for them, ten and four with a two point eight seven ERA, one hundred twenty strikeouts to so forty eight walks. Uh, the one thing that really stood out to me is that his history against the Rangers, especially this season in two starts, he's 1-0, the .69 ERA. He's only allowed one earned run in 13 innings pitched against the Texas Rangers this season. Um, he has given up at least three earned runs in three straight starts to the opposition, uh, which was against two against the Mariners and one against the um, the Guardians. But the Astros did win two out of those three games uh, in those starts. But, um, you know... Uh, let me see his history against the Texas Rangers over the past couple seasons as well. He has actually four and two with a 2.78 ERA since the 2019 season. So good numbers against the Rangers. Uh, Cole Reagan's uh, for the Texas Rangers. This is going to be a second start of the season. Um, He had a good outing against the Chicago white Sox. Five innings. Uh, he didn't allow any earned earned runs in that game. Did have four walks in that game. Walks are an issue for him, especially if you look at his minor league game log. He did. He's prone to giving up walks. Um, but I'm I'm gonna stick with the Astros here on the run line here. Um, I think Frember Valdez does well against the Rangers, he continues his momentum and I think the Astros can possibly get to a uh, Cole Reagans here. So give me the Astros run line in this game. And I'll probably on the total, I would lead towards the under Noah.
1: Yeah. For this game, personally, I'm on the Astros as well. 747 OPS, which is 10th in the league against left-handed pitching. Uh, Reagans is a lefty. Then you go into the trends and, uh, Houston, they're, they're playing well as of late. The offense has started to pick it back up a little bit. Five runs, eight runs in two of their last three games here. Um, they're four and two in their last six. Texas, they're two and six in their last eight, and one and five in the last six games against Houston. And in this series, I guess, uh, the Unders hit in 10 of the last 12 games these two teams have played against each other. Mm-hmm. For me, though, I, I think I just got to land on the Astros' run line here. Um you know, Valdez has great numbers against Texas. Uh, and Sano in the chat, again, coming in clutch. He's got 13 innings pitched this year, only one earned run. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm on the run line here
0: for the Astros. All right. All right, before we get over to the next game, let me tell you guys about the newest sponsor on SGPN. It's Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Runner Pool offers every game type under the sun from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Runner Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor contest. It's free to enter and some amazing prizes will be announced very soon. Hop in now to reserve your spot. Get in over at sports slash survivor. That's sports slash survivor. Roster brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there, and I use it for mine. They just passed 4 million users, and now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is a first sports contest built into the fantasy experience. The main reason I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper is it's is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can play and copy my friends' picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. Stop what you're doing today and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. So on your mobile devices, join our listener group on Sleeper by going to sleeper.com slash SGP and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com/sgp and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, Noah, let's keep the ball rolling here, my man. Uh next game on the board it's going to be A 310 Eastern start. St. Louis Cardinals in Colorado to take on the Rockies. Dakota Hudson on the mound for the St. Louis Cardinals and Herman Marquez for the uh, Colorado Rockies. Looking at the lines for this game, the sorry, the uh, Cardinals are favored, minus 125 on the money line, plus 105 for the Colorado Rockies. Over-under set at 12, with a little bit of juice towards the under at minus 115. Run line, minus 1.5, plus 120 for the St. Louis Cardinals, and plus 1.5, minus 140 for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Noah, I'll let you leave this one off, man. Uh, Dakota Hudson versus Herman Marquez.
1: Yeah, so like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, the Rockies snapped the Cardinals' seven game win streak on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And I know I mention this uh, every now and then when it happens to be a pitcher with a sinker or a changeup that they heavily rely on. Um, I don't ever really mention the stat, or I have it in a few podcasts in a row now. So, I mean, vertical drop for a sinker. In course field it lessens by three inches, and for curveball it lessens by two inches, and for a changeup it's somewhere in the middle. They don't really have a stat for that. But those are the three like huge popular pitches that have vertical downward movement and it gets affected by course field. We saw it with Miles Michaelis on Tuesday night, and I think we're gonna see it with Dakota Hudson here on Thursday night. Uh he's six and six with a four twenty ERA, fifty-six strikeouts, forty-six walks, and hundred and five innings pitched. He uses that sinker 36% of the time. I just don't think he's going to have that normal vertical movement on that pitch like he normally uh, trusts. So I think, again, this is advantage Rockies here. Um, but then you go over and look at Colorado's starter, Herman Marquez. I have, he's 6-9, and 5-18 nine, ERA, 98 strikeouts, 43 walks, and 121.2 innings pitched. His home ERA is six nineteen. So I gave out
0: the over 11.5 on Tuesday night. This game's set at 12, but I still like the over here. Yeah. I mean, both of these guys are struggling there. There's no question about it, Um, especially on the road. We talked about with Dakota Hudson, two and four on the road with a 5.26 ERA. Um, He hasn't faced the Rockies this season. Again, throw the stats out the window when we're talking about Coors Field because everything changes there. Um, But again, he hasn't faced his team since 2019. Uh, And and again, the conditions are, like you mentioned, it it affects pitches, right? Sinkers are affected, curveballs, sliders, all those uh, pitches are affected. So – I think in all three of these games, we're going to see runs. We saw it last night with uh, the first game on Tuesday night. I think we'll see it on Wednesday night. I think it continues here as well. So give me the over and the 12 in this game as well. I like that. Um, I I, I feel like they're baiting you here to take the Cardinals on such a cheap price. Uh, But I'm going to steer clear of that. But my favorite play, I agree with you. Give me the first five uh, innings over as well and give me full game over. I think we might see a situation where, who knows, we might get 12 runs by the time the fifth inning comes around uh, between these two pitchers.
1: Yeah, I'm going a little bit of a rabbit trace rabbit chase here for Insano in the chat. He asked about Marquez's walks now. Mm-hmm. Um, in four of his last seven appearances, he's had at least three walks. Um, looking up uh, the Cardinals' numbers here, they walk 3.27 times a game, and in their last three games, it's been over four and a half times a game. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, if you get a good number here uh, – I'm talking odds-wise, so anything minus 150 or less, minus 175 or less even, uh, I like it
0: at two and a half, three, over. All right. Um, Next game on the board. Let's go to the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Arizona Diamondbacks. 340 Eastern start. JT Brubaker on the mound for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Merrill Kelly on the mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Opening lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Arizona Diamondbacks are minus 165 favorite, plus 140 on the money line for the Pittsburgh Pirates, over-under set at 8. Uh, run line, minus 1.5, plus 135 for the Diamondbacks, and plus 1.5, minus 155 for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Noah, Pirates, and D-backs with Brubaker and Kelly here, buddy.
1: Yeah, the Pirates, they're 1-4 in the last five D-backs, 4-1 in the last five Arizona Unders at home are 32-23-4, and, and both teams are throwing two of their best pitchers. Um, J.T. Brubaker, you could argue he is the ace of, of Pittsburgh if they even have an ace just don't look at his record he's 2-10 and 10, but he has a 449 ERA 111 strikeouts 44 walks in 108.1 innings pitched he pitches better on the road as well with a 3.94 road ERA Merrill Kelly going for the D-backs 10-5 286 ERA on the year 109 strikeouts 33 walks in 132.1 innings pitched in his last 7 starts he has a 154 ERA I really like the under here and if you're looking for a
0: side i like arizona i agree with you i'm gonna keep it simple i like the arizona run line here uh merrill kelly has been great over his last five games three and zero with a 1.29 era i know the uh diamondbacks have lost uh two of his uh two of his la- last two starts I- was i'm trying to say but he's been he's pitching brilliantly i think that if you if this number somehow i don't think it'll get to eight and a half but maybe a team total pirates under uh in this game it'll be <laughs> worth a look uh, because I'm just not a believer in this Pirates offense right now, especially on the road. Uh, I like Merrill Kelly in this spot. I especially have plus money on the run line. Give me the uh, Diamondbacks minus one and a half plus 135 on the money line for this game. Like the, Uh, All right, yeah. Next game on the board. Let's go with the Baltimore Orioles and the Boston Red Sox. 7-10 Eastern start. uh, Austin Voth on the mound for the Baltimore Orioles and Josh Winkowski on the mound for the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Baltimore Orioles are – and it's still refreshing (laughs) – uh, here we go uh the Boston Red Sox are a home favorite of minus one thirty five in this game plus one fifteen on the money line for the Baltimore Orioles over under set at ten with juice towards the under at minus one fifteen run line minus one and a half plus one 150 for the Boston Red Sox plus one and a half minus one seventy five for the Baltimore Orioles I'll start with Josh Winkowski here he just has not been very good especially at Fenway Park um He is five and five on the season with a 4.68 ERA three and three at Fenway park with a 6.18 ERA last five games. The ERA is consistent there at 6.38. So he's just not been very good. He did have a good outing against the Kansas city Royals in his last start, but he's prone to giving up runs early. Um, and this Baltimore Orioles team right now is, is playing well. I've been on the Baltimore Orioles run line here over the past couple nights. And I think that continues going into Fenway park, uh, i think we see runs early austin vault is also prone to giving up uh runs early but he's been really good over his past five games for the baltimore Orioles. he's 2 and 0 with a 2.66 era i don't believe he's faced a red Sox uh, this season or in his career or actually yes but that was when he was with the nationals um so no no relevant information there but um Looking at his splits on the road this year, he is 0 1 with a 5.88 ERA's allowed 17 earned runs in 26 innings pitched. So I think this is gonna be another series uh, where I think we see runs early and often between these two uh, clubs. So I love the first five over in this game, and I, I don't see how we can bet against the Baltimore Orioles right now. I mean, they're just they're finding ways to win games even when they have like bad pitching on the mound. Kyle Bradish, since he returned from the I.L. the other night, I, I I was wrong and I faded him, but he looked really good in that game. He got the victory for the um for the uh for the um uh, sorry for the Orioles over the Jays last night. And and this just feel like they're on a mission here to at least try to get into a playoff position. I think they are either half a game out or something like that. I'm riding the O's here. I'm fading the Red Sox pitching the Red Sox aren't making the playoffs. Um they they're they're just not a very good team right now. There's going to be an interesting offseason for them, but I'm got to say with the odd hand here, Orioles team total over, give me the Orioles money line at plus 115 as well.
1: Yeah, I'll keep it nice and simple. The Orioles are 5 and 3 against the Red Sox here. I don't yeah. know how you can bet the Red Sox when the Orioles have been going like they have been. Uh I think could be a bold statement because I think the Giants were a little bit better last year, but I think this Baltimore Orioles team is Pretty much a carbon copy of the San Francisco Giants last year. A lot of people doubting them. They just keep Mm -hmm. proving doubters wrong. I've been one of them. Uh, Just, you know, it happens. Sometimes teams sneak under your radar for most of the year. It doesn't look pretty. Like, their, their roster doesn't look pretty on paper, but they get the job done.
0: It's almost like when they called up Adley Rushman uh, to the major leagues that everything changed My for this for this uh, Orioles team. And you know they have guys on this team that can really hit the, the hit the ball. And I think that they're just finding ways. And sometimes the, we can't handicap intangibles, but if you're actually watching the games, like this team is motivated and they're they're you know they're looking to get to that wild card spot. And it'll be something fun to see. So uh, yeah, give me the Orioles all day in this game uh, against the Red Sox. Yeah. Um, last game of the night and the game of the night here uh, sorry not dylan noah um field of dreams game between the chicago cubs and the cincinnati reds it's going to be a 7:15 eastern start on fox your starting pitchers for this game drew smiley for the chicago cubs and nick lodolo for the Cincinnati Reds, looking at the numbers for this game, uh, the Reds are a slight favorite at minus one fifteen. Cubs minus one hundred five on the money line. Uh, that numbers change. I know we we're talking about this game offline earlier, but a little money probably looks like it's coming on the Reds. over is now true. at eight and a half at minus one twenty towards the over. Minus one and a half plus one sixty on the run line for the Cubs, and plus one and a half minus one ninety for the. Um, Cincinnati Reds. Noah, I'm going to turn this over to you if you want to handicap these pitchers. Uh, we'll handicap the game first and then I know you have DFS stuff for this game, so let's start with the with uh, with the with actual game here.
1: Yeah, let's get into it. Break out your pens and papers and uh notepads because I-, I wrote down a bunch on this game because i know it's uh, gonna drive a lot of attention i want to i want to make sure that everybody has what they think they need to have so uh chicago and cincinnati this is one of the two travel days here <clears throat> uh you mentioned the other game uh boston and baltimore but uh chicago and cincinnati the Reds travel here from New York, Chicago uh, to Dyersville, Iowa from Wrigley Field. So not a huge travel day for the Cubs, but Cincinnati could affect them going into a different tra- uh, time zone. The Cubs are 4-3 and three versus the Reds this year. Only one of those seven games were decided uh, by one run. So every one of the games besides one has hit on the run line. Uh, Chicago, they are the acting road team. They're pitching Drew Smiley. Four and six record this year, 397 ERA, 52 strikeouts, 15 walks, and 65.2 innings pitched. He has a 467 ERA away from Wrigley field for the cincinnati reds they're the acting home team they have the youngster nick lodolo on the mound he's three and three 440 era 58 strikeouts 20 walks in 43 innings pitched he's a 704 era in his last five starts and an 884 road era this is a guy that i like and i think he has a lot of ability uh swing and miss ability in his arm but he has just not been in great form uh giving up runs lately he's still racking up strikeouts but i just I'm not confident in Ladola's game right now. In the last year's MLB at Field of Dreams game, the game finished 9-8 in a game between the New York Yankees and Chicago White Sox, ending in a Tim Anderson walk-off home run that was movie-esque. The Hollywood ending was the eighth home run in the game. Eight total home runs. So... It was ridiculously obvious that the MLB had enacted their specially juiced baseballs for this game, because I believe there was one John Carlos Stanton home run. And maybe if there's any guy that has the ability to do this, it's Stanton, but he was like so out in front of an off-speed pitch. It was a one-armed swing and he pulls at the left center for a bomb. And it was like 20 cornrows deep. So (laughs) just, it was painfully obvious that they did something with uh, some of these baseballs. Now, that was the Chicago White Sox and the New York Yankees last year, two first-place teams in the divisions. Um, you know, there there was a huge viewing audience. It was the first-ever game at the Field of Dreams movie site. This is the second. I don't know if there's going to be the same amount of buzz. All the journalists are going to be able to show up in their 1960s uh, you know outfits with the suspenders and the weird press hats. I don't know if it's going to draw the same audience that it did. So maybe there's not as much enticing – uh, enticement uh, for the MLB to throw some kind of special balls for the Cubs and the Reds. Um, but there's nothing like old-time baseball. than relying on home runs for your only run support and, you know, just illegal sticky substance for the MLB pitchers here. Um, my play, I guess, for the game is first five Reds. Um, again, not hugely confident in the Dolos game, but we're going to touch on a little bit of DFS here uh, in, a, in a second. The Reds have good numbers against Drew Smiley in their careers. So, you know, maybe a first five over, actually, now that I think about it more, yeah. I think that's where I'm going to land. Not Reds' money line. I think first five over is probably my favorite play.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, you said it. Three, uh, Drew Smiley, 3-3 three and three on the road so far this year with a 4.50 ERA. Um, he did have one starter against the Reds earlier this year. Uh, where he went five and two thirds and did allow three earned runs in that game as well but looked at the wrc plus numbers against left-handed pitching for the cincinnati reds they're actually top 10 over the last two weeks uh, against left uh, lefties in the in the mlb so um i think that they can put up some runs here against smiley i think this is going to be a game where you know maybe we see runs again being scored in this game i do they i mean if they're I mean, it's not confirmed. We have confirmation that they're putting out the juice balls out there. But when you're in <laughs> Iowa, you you want to see runs being put up in an exciting game. It's the middle game.
1: of nowhere America, too. So yeah, air's air and the ball flies, too. Yeah, uh, so
0: I, I like the over eight and a half in this game. I know it opened up nine, and now there's a little bit of, mo- I guess, money that came in on the under. But uh, I'll leave with the over eight and a half. I do like the Reds playing this game as well. Air is less dense. I think I said it was more dense
1: in the middle of America less dense. I think that's the scientific uh, explanation about that. But, uh, you know, me handicapping a lot of games in Omaha, Nebraska, it's the same way. Like, the ball just, you know, it flies through the air unless the wind is blowing in, which in the middle of nowhere, you might have some wild winds. Now, I don't know the forecast for tomorrow's Field of Dreams game, but, you know, the... Reds are top six in the league in strikeouts against left handed pitching. Smiley's not exactly like a strikeout pitcher, so I'm not sure if I'm really confident in that. Uh, if we're talking like exotic uh player props here, um, mm-hmm. Ladola, on the other hand, he only had uh, taking it right from Insano's uh, comment in, in the YouTube chat, he has at least six strikeouts in his nine. Appearances. He only had four in his last start. So, you know, maybe the prop comes in lower. I'm just, like I previously mentioned, not as confident in his game lately. So, first five unders, probably my, or first five overs, probably my favorite play over for the game. I think it should be exciting.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree there. Um, over for me in eight, eight and a half, I would probably lean with a side with the Reds as well. But I think that we see runs being put up here in this field of dreams game. Uh, did you already go through, you want to go through the DFS yeah I can I can do it
1: so yeah. if, if you want to play a special DFS showdown for this game and you know I will be so I'm not going to give out my exact lineup because you guys are going to be competing against me but I'll give out some targets here for the game um, pitcher versus batter stats are a little bit hard to find for the Cubs against Nick Lodolo as he's a young kid but for the Reds Aristes Aquino uh, Aristides Aquino mm. 444 average 4 for 9 with 3 home runs against Drew Smiley. He has a 333 average or no no uh 4 for 9 444 average 3 home runs against Drew Smiley. He's cheap, 6k. So I think that's my number one play for uh, for this game. Just very good numbers against Smiley. Now I was saying 333 average Donovan Solano. He has a 333 average in the Reds' last six games that leads the team, and he's batting 375, 3 for 8, with three singles against Smiley as well. He's 9,900, so another good target there. Jonathan India, batting 333, 2 for 6, two singles against Smiley in his career. He's terrific. He's batting 238 with an RBI and a double in his last six games. Uh, He's one of the more expensive bats on this slate, 14,400. Honestly, I think that's probably a pass for me. Just a little too expensive uh, for him. Not really in great form as of late. Nick Senzel for the Reds. He's batting 250, two for seven, with a home run against Smiley. He's batting 250 with six total bases in his last five games. He's 6K, so another nice price on a good Reds bat. Uh, and then for the Cubs, no PVB like I mentioned, but Nico Horner, he's also the shortstop on my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. He's 8 for 23 with a three forty-eight average, one home run, four RBIs in his last seven games. Uh, you can find his price at 13800 It's a little pricey, but I think I like him. Uh, P.J. Huggins, he's a, a guy that, honestly, I didn't know he was in this Cubs lineup right now. Um, But he's 2-for-6, 333 with a home run in his last three games. He's 9K. He's a first baseman catcher for the Cubs. So got to check to see if he's in this lineup because Patrick Wisdom and Wilson Contreras, I would assume, would start in this big game. Ian Happ, he's 6-for-22, 273 average, 10 total bases. In his last six games, he's 12.6K. I've always been a huge fan of Happer. He's uh, from the Pittsburgh area. So I kind of have a soft spot for him he might be in my lineup and then the cubs catcher like i mentioned wilson contreras he's seven for 28 250 average in his last seven games with 14 total bases six rbis and two home runs so he's not uh hitting for average but he's got a lot of pop in that bat um and plenty of rbis to go with it in the middle of this order for the cubs so you know you might not be able to rely on him for a hit uh, like some of these other guys, but uh, if he does, he's normally doing damage. So that's what I got for the DFS slate. Uh, let me know if you guys want me to pick that back up again for the back half of the year uh, here in August and September. I, I will if you if the listeners want to, but uh, it takes a lot of time in the podcasts, and we want to keep it like an hour, less than an hour and a half. So, Munaf, uh, any of that
0: catch your eye, any props that you might like? I'd be interested in a Wilson Contreras home run prop tomorrow. Um, just like you said, like he has pop. I mean, the batting average's not there, but he does have pop off that bat um, yeah. against you know against um, uh, Nick LaDolo there. So that'd be something I'd be curious to see tomorrow what that comes out at.
1: Yeah, I guess that's a nice story. And the one pro, I guess, from not being traded from the Chicago Cubs, you can play in the Field of Dreams game and hit a home run. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
0: Um, all right, before we get into our lock and dog, let me tell you guys about IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why we at SGPN use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords... Communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPvanish makes you virtually invisible. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your fire stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IPvanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money back guarantee. All right, Noah, let's close out the podcast strong with our lock-in dog. I will let you lead it off, bud. Um, What do you got for your lock-in dog for the Thursday games?
1: You know, you're recording three podcasts today. You've done a lot of hard work. I'll let you lead off because the last, (laughs) I guess, three podcasts that we've recorded together, you've let me lead off.
0: I have a couple of dogs that I'm enticed on. I don't want to steal yours, so go ahead and lead. Um, for my lock, I'm going to go with the total in that Cardinals and Rockies game. I think it's just, we're going to see runs being scored. Um, in all three games in the series, we saw it, like I said, on Tuesday night, I think we'll see it on Wednesday night. I think we'll see it against Thursday afternoon. So I'm going to, it's a big number, but it's big for a reason. Both of these pitchers have been struggling. Dakota Hudson has struggled on the road. Herman Marquez, we read the numbers. He struggles at home as well. Um, I'm going to go over 12 in this game between the Cardinals and the Rockies for my lock. For my dog, I really like the Arizona Diamondbacks on the run line, minus one and a half, plus 135 with Merrill Kelly on the mound. Um, You know, he's been brilliant over his last five games. He's pitching at home where he's really comfortable. He has great numbers. Uh, And the Pirates' offense just hasn't been able to produce runs right now. I know they put up a four spot last night uh, on, sorry, on Tuesday night um, against the Diamondbacks, but I think the Diamondbacks still won that game. Um, I think they won that game six to four, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double check that here. Uh, yeah, they actually did. So they've covered the run line in both of the first two games against the Pittsburgh Pirates. and I think that continues with uh, one of their better pitchers or the, probably their second best pitcher on the mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks with, uh, um, I'm sorry, with huh, Merrill Kelly. And one more note I did want to mention is that JT Brubaker, despite being you know really good um, or probably the ace, he is actually 0-7 on the road so far this season for the um, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. So give me the Diamondbacks run line minus one and a half plus half, plus one thirty-five as my dog for the Thursday schedule. Noah. All
1: right. Yeah. I like that. Um, Honestly, I wasn't looking at a run line, so you didn't really help me narrow out uh, my (laughs) options here. Um, I I think I kind of know my two favorite. Um, I'm not sure if I want to go for the big dog or the logical dog. That's a little bit cheaper. Um, I think I'm going to stay away from the logical dog because it's in that Colorado Rockies-St. Louis Cardinals game. There's going to be a ton of runs scored. Who knows what's going to happen. It's uh, the last game of that series, Arenado, of course, in Colorado. There could be some magic in the Cardinals, even though I I think the the Rockies are going to pounce early on dakota hudson so that means my dog i'm going to turn to is the kansas city royals big dog against dylan deceased and the white Sox, but Granky's better at home and this royals lineup is feisty i've had my money on them a couple of times in the last week here they've done well for me and you know i just with the injury of tim anderson and the way that the uh you know bullpen is. I don't have confidence in the White Sox team, you know, just figure it out. I really don't. So I think there's plenty of value uh, going against Cease. Now, I'm not saying Cease is going to have a bad outing. I think that The Kansas City Royals might be able to weather the storm for six or seven innings and then get into that bullpen and score a few runs. So I like the Royals as my dog. And for the lock, I'm going for the primetime field of the dreams game for the story. Give me the first five over. There's no number for it. I'm not afraid of the full game over either. Over eight and a half minus 120 for the Cubs Cincinnati Reds. Last year, eight home runs. The total is set at eight and a half.
0: I like the over here. Yeah, I think that number's at 8.5. We're probably going to get a a 4.5 in that first five innings. Uh, Yeah, I actually see a a 4.5 at even money right now uh, for the first five innings between uh, the Cubs and the Reds in the field games. Games. All right. There we go. Uh, That's going to do it uh, for this uh, edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast for the Thursday games. Uh, Noah, anything else we need to mention before we get out of here, bud?
1: Well, you know, so Al Avila was fired. So, living Avila Loca. But also, they bring up. Uh, a, a young kid with 30 tanks in the minors and Cary Carpenter. I believe he's 26. He has more home runs in the minors this year than the bottom 10 hitters of the Tigers roster now combined. And the top two home run hitters, Javier Baez and Jamer Candelario, both with 10 and 11 home runs. So excited for a little bit of a, a
0: new jolt, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the, the offensive potential is there for this team. And, um, you know, maybe it comes about in the month of August and September that you get some exciting baseball. But um, I think this is the first step in the right direction for the Tigers organization by letting, you know, their GM, uh, who's really failed them and and just made some questionable moves, like you've mentioned numerous times. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, that division is going to be very fun to watch over the next couple of years because there's a lot of young talent yes. uh, on this uh, in this division. So, um, yeah, hopefully your team starts to turn around here. Uh, with a brand new general manager, thanks, um, thanks. yeah. So that's going to do it here, uh, Noah. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow in some form or fashion. Uh, sorry, like I mentioned, um, make sure to follow the MLB Gambling Podcast Twitter account at MLBSGPN. Um, follow tomorrow's Noah. Malcolm's return, right? I don't know what that guy's doing. I don't, he, <laughs> he's on the beach and he looks good in the bathing suit, but I don't know if he's wearing oh, a boy. two two piece or what's going on with that guy. But um, he said he'll be back Thursday, but if not, uh, you know I'll be here uh, filling in or not filling in, but you know I'll be here as usual. You're not uh, filling. Yeah, uh, follow <laughs> Noah on Twitter at seventy seven. The word seventy, uh, the letter seven. And initials and be on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Good luck with your bets tonight. Till then, let's break these books off and let it ride.